part of my journey, you know, is of course as a as a a later teenager, I I started seeing some things and and kind of deciding who I thought I wanted to be um deep down, not the exterior guy that that I was trying to show people, you know, that I was going to be some sort of rock star, or, uh-huh. you know, uh you know, just that kind of lifestyle, but right. what I'd always really wanted to be was a dad to be a husband, okay. you know, to, uh, and of course a musician, but I, you know, I was kind of looking for an identity and I, and I was really uh-huh. confused, you know, and between, you know, going through pain and everybody goes through pain, you know, suffering right. some losses and, um, struggles and, and just different things. I went, I went through some hardships, you know, even with, in a small town, you know, people that you really look up to, maybe even sometimes in the local church, uh-huh. that may not be correct, you know, or may not be, you know. And, and adults, if we're not careful, can speak things into kids' lives that should never be said. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and and then, and then uh, uh, for me, I think that there some of that even happened, and I gravitated towards what people said about me. I'm not going to blame them. I'm a grown man now, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but but I think some of that kind of befell me too, you know. That you know, if this is what people are saying about me, and that's what they believe, you then I prove it true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and not only I think that there was a part of me that said, not only am I going to prove it true, but I'm going to take some of their kids with me. This is the incredible story of Barry Smith, who went from complete street punk to an amazing man of God. Listen now on 15 Minutes of Miracles and DaleWileyShow.com to learn more about this amazing man. And so there was there was kind of a, a, a hurt and a spite and a rebellion in me too, you know. Um, and, I, and, I, and so I not only partook in that lifestyle, but I, I began to find kids that, you know, maybe – I felt like their parents didn't give me a fair shot and, and said, Hey, let me show you something, you know, and I, really, and I, and I became that bad influence in some of their lives that, that they had said I was, Uh you know, when I hadn't been yet. And so, you know, part of the driving force of what, what's in my heart now is not only, you know, as I got older and I had kids, and everything I always said when I was younger that I would never be, I became, you know, the, all of the negative traits. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, of course, I went on this uh, journey to seek who, who is Barry, you know, who am I, you know? Sure. Because surely my kids and my wife deserve better than what I've created. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, while my kids were still fairly young and, and my relationship with my wife was fairly new, um, I began to make attempts to, to better my life, you know, and, and kind of pull out of that lifestyle. I, I have several attempts at rehab, you know. I, um, I, went, I went into a rehab a few different times, but I remember, I remember the biggest breakthrough early on Somebody had asked me, one of my counselors, they said, Barry, do you even want to quit? And really? with all, all sincerity and a complete broken heart, I said, no, but I want to want to quit. Uh-huh. You know, and I just had to be honest with myself, with uh-huh. them. You know, do I want to stop? 
living this life? No, but I want to want to stop. I want to want something else bad uh-huh. enough to leave this. And yeah. um, And after I said that, uh, it was later on that evening that we went to a service at a, at a church called New Harmony Baptist Church uh, okay. in Salem, Missouri. And while they were giving a message, um, God just really began to speak to my heart. You know, I, I really started to have faith again for the first time in a long time. And I mean, so long that the last time that I'd really felt loved by God and comforted by God, I think I was eight years old and it was at the church camp, the Methodist church camp out there in Halltown, you know? Okay. And then, um, as, as I, all this, as I was seeking God, all this, all these feelings started to happen, you know, and good ones, bad ones, feelings from somewhere in between, you know, um, but just like all the stuff I'd numbed myself to for a long time, it was like God okay. was putting it in front of me. That would be a great beginning to the story, but it was definitely not the end, not in Barry's case. So as I as I was coming out of it and, and I was trying to reform my life, um, I ran into some people. And listen, some of these people that I met are people right now that, the church would have nothing to do with to okay. this day. And God used these people to love me and, and to draw me closer to him, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's it's uh it's surprising, you know, and I, I could start listing some names and some crimes and some just different things that some of these people even are, are struggling with still. But man, it it doesn't change how God used them to bless me. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Romans 8.28 says that he makes all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Right. And that's one of my life scriptures. You know, whenever I don't understand something, I just say, you know what? Faith says you're going to make this work. Right. You know? And um, and so as as I was going through through those changes and, uh, you know, there were times I had high spots and low spots. I, I've yet to meet anybody in the church who has arrived. <laughs> Unless they're dead. You know, that's the only arrival point. <laughs> well, well, and I and I have to admit, Dale, that there was a time that um, I was kind of struggling in my faith, and, and I'd fallen back into drinking some, and this was okay. after me and my wife had been through some stuff, and uh, I think I was around 28, 29 years old, and I was getting pretty active on Facebook while I was drinking, you know, and I, okay. <laughs> I was kind of my greatest. That's a bad combination. And, you know, you had said something to me one time, and, you know, some people go on Facebook to, to ridicule people or to hurt their feelings or make uh-huh. them, you know, see right. their point of view. And sure. um, you had said something to me that has even to this day i hear that echo sometimes and it changes the way that i think and it gives well, me tell me that. again you, you you said barry i'm going to tell you the truth no matter how much we love jesus we're all still kind of turds <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't remember saying that but that's great that you hear that that's well awesome 
Well, because that's that's the reality, you know. I mean, I I love God and and He's changed my life in so many ways. But man, I sometimes I just feel like a turd floating in living water. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but but anyway, you know, me and my wife were, and that was at a time where I was really trying to seek again, too. I kind of went back into my own way. I even started, you know, selling marijuana again and things like that. And just, I just thought that I was doing it better. You know, I was more professional now. I was selling it to uh, people out at Stonebridge. You know? <laughs> yeah, professional <laughs> people, you know. So now that I'm selling drugs to to professional folk and retired folk out of high class drug dealing right high high class clientele (laughs) no no drama you know what i mean just money right Um, but but you know i started to seek the lord because i remember i had a time where i was in the backyard and i was drinking beer and uh, one of my daughters came up to me and they were just little then and and she said daddy i want to show you something i said not right now i'm busy and i kind of pushed her to the side a little you know and uh, yeah and right after that happened the the old country song came on walk a little straighter daddy uh-huh and it broke my heart man because i realized that god was trying to talk to me through that song you know uh-huh. cuz it says walk a little straighter daddy you're leading me uh-huh you know and and so as I realized, that's that's what God was saying is, hey, look at what I've given you. You know, look at this right. blessing. Look at yes. this family. What are you going to do with it? You know, right. and I was and I was just kind of broken. And I and I said, well, God, I don't I don't know what to do, you know, and and that was kind of where I laid that down. Okay. Well, I I prayed a little bit and then I just kind of put that to the side. And um, I remember. A couple of days later, me and my wife had had a discussion, and you know I needed to quit the drinking, and you know, um, and of course she was upset, you know, because I was focused on that and not on our family, sure. right? And so I tried to quit drinking, and it had been I think four or five days, and I tr- I was trying to quit everything. I even had called a guy. Uh, and it's really sad. It's a strange turn of events. You know, the guy that I called to get rid of the last of the marijuana I had, which is a couple of pounds. Uh, wow. He came, he came and got it from me. And he was actually the first guy that had ever sold me marijuana. So I bought my first from him, and he bought my last from me. Okay. And and he's a close friend. I won't say his name, but he died not much longer after that. They'd said it was a suicide. Um, oh. And, uh, with who was the people he was involved with, I have a hard time believing that. But uh-huh. but anyway, um, and, and that was on me too, you know, thinking about that and going through that pain. And, uh, I I was um, just I started seeking God again, and I but I was still struggling. And I one night I'd gotten into my daughter's piggy bank and I'd okay. stolen change out of it so I could go to Crane and get some Oxycontin. So I I stole the money and I went and I got Oxycontin and I remember pulling into my driveway and, you know, I'd snuck out, you know, it was like three or four in the morning while my whole family was in there sleeping. I stole money from my daughter and here I am sitting in my driveway getting ready to get high with Uh, the money that I stole from my daughter. I'm at a place where I'm trying to, trying to get my life together, but I just am so weak and I remember just saying, God, if you're real, 
Um, and if you love me, and not like church folks talk about, but I mean, if you're the God that created this earth right. with your word, you can heal me. Uh-huh. And I believe you, but I need you to show me. And man, for the next two hours, I was like paralyzed by love, dude. I mean, I, really? I don't, I don't know any other way to explain it. You know, I just uh-huh. all of a sudden I had a complete peace over me. I didn't need that that drug. You know, I didn't, I didn't need anything. And and uh, you know, it was a really intimate moment with God. And and okay. uh, I just said, God, put somebody in my life. You know, okay. I. I need I need people, you know. Right. And, and I was thinking about folks in the church and I really didn't want any of them. <laughs> Just to be honest, you know. That's, that's very honest and extremely humbling. Well, it but you know, that's just kind of where I was at. I was like, yeah. I don't need need judgment, I need help. You right. Know? I, I don't need somebody to, to tell me that I need to be better. Everybody knows we need to be better. You know, right. everybody sure. wants to be the best version they can of themselves. But God put yes. somebody in my life that that's going to help me be who you want me to be. And okay. uh, and then a few days later, I of course, you know, I'm trying to stay sober. But, man, I've always got this itch to play that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, Definitely. okay, maybe I can start a band, you know. Okay. And so, so I called my brother Rick and I said, hey, man. Uh, do you know any musicians in the scene right now looking to do anything? And he said, what are you wanting to do? And I said, well, I want to start a rock project, just something here local, nothing big, you know. Sure. And he was like, well, I know this uh, I know this bass player. He's come around the shop a few times. I worked on some stuff for him, and uh, his name's Richard. They call him Thumper. He said, I'll give you his number. And I was like, okay, cool. So he gives me the number, and and I call him, and Thumper shows up out at my house, and I have never met him before, and I look out my window, and I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to let this dude in my house or not, <laughs> you know, I mean, big dude with leathers and a long hair and a, a, a do-rag and smoking a cigarette, uh, and, you know, I just, I don't know if I want this dude in my house or not. You're going to have to listen to the entire interview with Barry Smith to hear the rest of that story. It's available at dalewileyshow.com.